Welcome to The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. As a leading manifestation advisor with a process that's, well, radically different from the old New Age model, mine is rooted in psychology, neuroscience, and my energetic gifts. I created this podcast to help you expand your subconscious limiting beliefs about the potential of deserving the manifestations you're calling in. Therefore, you're tuning into this podcast series to show your subconscious that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, you've already started the process of manifesting it. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us our review comment, and share it with your fellow manifester that's struggling or could really benefit from the information that you're about to learn. Welcome back to The Expanded Podcast, and I'm going to kick off this episode, as we always do, with a My Magnetic Story, What the Community is Manifesting. Within 24 hours of writing my list for a place to live, I've signed a lease and I'm moving tomorrow. It's a converted barn house on a 150-acre horse and sheep farm with a pond. Sometimes I can't believe this shit is even real. The biggest key, resisting the urge to settle and saying no to things that seem okay but aren't quite right, also known as tests. The real thing will come. I manifested my love, my dream job, and dream house all within five months of each other doing this work. So this is amazing. And for somebody who's sitting there and you're like, whoa, how do I manifest my house or my apartment or the place I want to live? You would go into the Formula and Magnetism Workshop within the Pathway, and that starts at $24.99 a month. Today's trigger I want to talk about is somebody had written in when we were doing back in December, I think it was, or November now, that one of their triggers they were working through the daily reprogramming exercise is that they fear they'll never be in a long-term committed relationship. And boy, is that not true. I actually had a friend in this community call yesterday who is about to buy her first house with her husband, and uh, they flew all the way to the Midwest because as they were looking for houses in Los Angeles, they were like, gosh, we only have so much for the down payment, and we're going to end up getting so much less than we know we want if we do this. And so she called me and she was like, do I go to the Midwest? And I said, absolutely not. You're going to close down a lot of your magnetism. You're settling. What you are communicating to the universe when you do that is that I'm absolutely not worth what I want. And I don't believe I am. And I don't believe that you will give me anything I want. But I did tell her, She's never done this work yet. And I said, go through opulence. You need to pump up portals and what you, and I, as I was kind of digging around, I realized she didn't have any expanders for all of the things that she's doing. Um, And her husband as well has to make some shifts. And I said, give this five months and see what happens. And what my closing to her was, you can have any home you want in Los Angeles that's authentic to your core essence, as long as you're expanded enough for it, if you are unblocked enough for it, and you're in your worth about it. That's 
the foundation of all of this work. That's why this manifestation formula actually works. Uh, and so as I was saying that, I had this moment for all of the people that are sitting there that haven't yet been in their, you know, long-term committed monogamous relationship. And I have to say to you that you will have that. You are capable of having that. Anybody can have it. There's a person for everybody in the world. In fact, I believe there's many people for everybody in the world. You just are suffering from a couple of things subconsciously. Either you're protecting yourself and projecting out, stay back, stay away because of trauma you witnessed or modeling you witnessed growing up or abandonment that you went through growing up. You literally on a subconscious level are blocking yourself by saying, I can never get hurt if I don't allow anybody to come near me. So examples of this are people who are emotionally avoidant, Um, you know, they're love avoidant. You know, it's the person who keeps dating people that aren't right for them because subconsciously there's a fear that if they do go after someone right for them, then they'll have to commit. And then of course they can be hurt. So there's some trauma going on there that needs to be unblocked. Incredible unblocking tools for that are the daily reprogramming exercise, reparent, and shadow. And then the only other component is you just haven't expanded enough. You have literally not seen to believe on a subconscious level that the type of relationship that feels safe enough, secure enough, uh, is out there for you. You haven't seen it to believe it. And then the only other third component that could possibly be preventing that is that you don't feel worthy enough. You don't feel good enough. You don't feel attractive enough. Somebody, you know, may not ever like your body or whatever our shadowy thing is. So anybody that this is resonating with, you're needing to go down and expand. You can use the expand roadmap. We'll take you all the way through reparent and shadow and the daily reprogramming exercise for this. So you you kick a lot of birds with one stone. And then after finishing that, which you again, cover everything, go into partnership and do those simultaneously together for a few months and watch what starts to uncover itself. And of course, you can find all of that in the pathway. Starts at $24.99 a month. We did it. So it's accessible to basically anyone, everyone, Instead of buying the one-off workshops that were a lot more expensive, the pathway for a full year subscription is less than the formula and magnetism a la carte by itself. So you are worthy of it. You can have it. Anybody can have it. Do not sit there thinking that that's not a possibility. I have seen when I used to take clients, the hardest cases manifest their partners. So it's up to you to do the heavy lifting. It's it's all in your mind. Like your mind is power. You can do all things if you don't keep saying, no, I can't. If I get myself out of that and start thinking better and putting, you know, good energy out, I will come out of that and I'll succeed because I am so worth it. I am a businesswoman. I'm an entrepreneur, 100%. Even though I don't feel it sometimes, like I need to own it because it, it, it is what it is. It's very normal to say like, yeah, just follow your passion. But it's the truth. If you're passionate about something, you're always going to be excited about that thing. I think if you're doing it for others or just for fame or just for money, you're never going to be happy. Today's guest, Jeanette Ogden, has been an expander in my life for quite some time. I love this woman and you are going to fall in love with her very quickly. So a little bit about her. She is Shut the Kill Up. Many of you probably follow her. She's a food influencer. And I thought it'd be really fun to bring on 
an influencer that's so integrated because I think a lot of us can like roll our eyes at the whole influencer scene. I mean, I technically don't even consider myself that, even though essentially I'm a part of that. Uh, so I wanted to bring on somebody who is that, but is so real. And why I wanted to bring her on specifically, not only is she amazing and beautiful and all of this good stuff, uh, I wanted to bring her on because I wanted you guys to see firsthand outlined how magnetic you can be even if you don't have the formal education you believe, you know, whatever your blocks might be or your lack of expansion, I want you to witness somebody who is so, so magnetic because of two reasons. She is utterly and completely without shadow. So when you see in the, we have those four roadmaps and they talk about the four elements of magnetism and those four elements are being completely free utterly and fully expanded and authentic and integrated. So that authentic and integrated are what you're going to witness throughout this whole episode as you're hearing Jeanette speak. She is utterly authentic and completely integrated. She will talk about anything. She has faced her shadows on them. She is completely open and honest, and she's doing zero, zero ego dance in order for you guys to like her, or what if you she offends you, or none of that's happening in this. And that's why you get to witness pure magnetism. She really, really encompasses those two parts of the elements and watch this episode expand you. She went from working at Barney's for seven years, thinking she would never leave. She, If it hadn't closed down, that's all that she felt that she could do at the time. You hear her talk about her car being repossessed. Then she got the ping to finally go and try yoga. And then all of a sudden her life started to unravel when she really, really went after her passions and just was herself. And those are the two key elements she really, really embodies that just flow with magnetism. So sit back, enjoy. This is going to be an expansive episode for everybody. Welcome to the Expanded Podcast with Jeanette Ogden, who everybody knows is shut the kill up. (laughs) You know what's really funny is that Max, my fiance, isn't on Instagram, could care less about anything to do with Instagram. But when I would watch your stories, he started to recognize your voice so much. You're the only person he's always like, what's shut the kill up up to? (laughs) What's she doing? That is so funny. I'm flattered. So You know, I, I get that quite a bit where a girl's watching my stories and her boyfriend or husband or partner is like, is that, is that shut the kill? Or is that that kill girl? (laughs) It's so funny. I've gotten that so much. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So we're going to kick this off and we're going to cosmically profile you. You're a Virgo sun and we just found out a manifesting generator. Yep. Let's go all the way back to the beginning and tell us what your cultural background and upbringing was like. So I'm full Mexican. Both of my parents are from Mexico and I was born here. Where from in Mexico? Um, Guadalajara and Zacatecas. Wow. Wow. Do you guys go back? We do. Yeah. I haven't gone back in like over five years, but every summer we would spend all of our summers there. Wow. Yeah, with What was that like? What were you up to? What was a normal day? Um, We would wake up, go play soccer or like some sort of sport, go outside and like, I mean, there's like tons of land to run around in and and just hang out with like all of the cousins. I mean, we're Mexican, so we have lots and (laughs) lots of family. 
Um, my mom comes from 15 like brothers and or has 15 brothers and sisters. Well, you guys are basically like the Irish. My mom's the same. <laughs> in fact, I was just in Ireland and I was staying in this lighthouse and the woman who had her and her husband had, you know, been the lighthouse keepers for years on it. She had had 15 home births inside of that lighthouse. My my grandma had all home births. Wow. 16 kids. Jesus. So I'm like if she could do it, I could do oh, it. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, that's how they used to do it back in the day. Totally. Um, but yeah, so my upbringing was really special. My mom was always home with us. Um, she did so much, you know, when we were little. She would always take us out and like hang out, have a good time, put us in sports. Like I was, we were always super active. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot of fun. My dad worked a lot um, since my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad was always working. So we hardly got to see him only at nights on weekends because you would stay up later. But um, overall, I feel like growing up was really, really fun. Wow. And special, it sounds like. Yeah, it was really special. And did your mom go on to have a career after? No, she actually became um, an addict. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk she, about that all the time. On yeah. Because my mom suffers from alcoholism. So my mom was an alcoholic for over 10 years. Wow. Yeah, she started when I was a freshman in high school. Well, before that, we just, she was like full blown when I was a freshman. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when our lives totally took a turn, Mm -hmm. you know, because it was all great and dandy. And, you know, we would go to family parties and like we would kind of notice her like getting a little crazy Mm -hmm. and then passing out. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, both my mom and my dad would get, home super late, drunk, and like one of my cousins would be watching us. Mm-hmm. And that's when we kind of started noticing like, oh, they have a lot of fun together. You know? <laughs> totally. And what like we were old enough to understand like, no, like there's an issue. Mm. Especially when she wouldn't be able to take us to, to school. Yeah, yeah. And we, we didn't have like a bus route mm-hmm. near our home. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of like, okay, this is becoming more serious. And then it was just, like in your face. Yeah, yeah, full blown. Yeah. And how did she, because she's sober now. She is. Which she's is amazing. Been, uh, five, six years sober now. Congratulations. Oh, I'm so yeah. proud of her. That's she's incredible. like a new woman. I bet. Yeah. How did she, I feel like, especially for my mom, and you're such a great expander for this, but my mom's really struggling right now because she had a whole rock bottom happen over the holiday that she's thinking of doing rehab this next month. And, Trying so hard, and it's just such a struggle for her. So hard. So hard. How did your mom come to? <clears throat> so my mom hit three rock bottoms, basically. Um, one didn't go so well because she was suicidal. Yeah. Um, and that didn't work out for her. So she was put like in a mental institution for a little bit. And then um, second time around, she decided to go to rehab. And... Um, came out early after like a month and a half, yeah. said her sorries, was sober for like maybe another month. And then she just went back to drinking, yeah. but said that it was just, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know how to control it. Right. Now. Like yeah. now I know how to control it. And then it, she spiraled down once again and it was really bad. Um, she didn't eat for like seven days mm. and she was just on a straight alcohol binge. Yeah was like out in liquor stores asking for money. Like some of my friends from high school saw that mm-hmm. and like would have messaged me like 
or email me or page me, whatever the cool thing was. And yeah. it was like, hey, just saw your mom. She okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just kind of like, she she knew that something was up. Mm-hmm. And um, she asked to go to the hospital. Because she's like, I think I'm going to die. Good for her. Yeah. She had an awakening, sort of. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know. She went to the hospital. They put her on IVs and like they had her stay for like two to three days mm-hmm. while she like kind of detoxed. Yeah, that's amazing that she was able to do that in the I hospital. Know. Well, they had her because um, she had said that she was going to try to kill herself. Yeah, so they so, had like, to. They had to. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, when they released her, like she was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like she literally looked like, like she was probably like 80 pounds, mm-hmm. yellow, eyes bloodshot yellow, mm-hmm. like teeth, just everything. And um, hadn't eaten food, shaking. Like, mm-hmm. she couldn't hold a cup. Aww. You know, it was really sad. Yeah. And then she started hallucinating. So she was, like, majorly detoxing. Yeah. And um, that night, she, like, went kind of crazy um, in the sense where she started seeing things on the, on the ceiling and just so many things. I remember her just yelling mm-hmm. while I was locked in a room, um, terrified. Yeah, yeah. And um, she said, I'm seeing God. So, like God's talking to me. I have the chills. I know. So weird. Because I believe in God. Oh, of course. You know? Yeah. And for someone to say that, it's like, what the hell are they saying? Yeah, like what? Yeah, what are you seeing? And right. Yeah. Right. And after that day, like the next day, she went into rehab. She was there for three months. She left early. The mm-hmm. program was six months. Mm. And in the state of California, like, you can literally yeah. come and go as you want. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. I, I wish know. that they would, you know, enforce, like, okay, no, you're going to be in here. Um, but after after she came out, she changed her life, and I didn't believe it. Of course, it's so hard to. Yeah, so you can't hard. believe someone who's lied to you plenty of mm-hmm. times. And I didn't talk to her for, like, months, you know. But since I had moved back to help my dad and my brothers, like I would start saying hi to her, you know. And every day as the days would go by, I felt compassion. Mm -hmm. And I kept praying for me to just forgive Mm -hmm. as much as I didn't want to. I wanted to hold on to like my pride and be this like girl that was like, no, you know, I'm never going to talk to you, mom, Mm because you hurt me so bad. Mm -hmm. But man, I don't know what, what broke that. You know, I I felt free after I was able to talk to her and feel the love again Mm. because it's so hard to, you know. I've been there. Um, Trust is a big one for me. And I have, I still have trust issues because of that. Um, But it all worked out and she's been sober ever since. Incredible. I'm so proud of her. Oh, yeah. And your parents are still together? Yeah, they're still together. They're both sober. My dad was a functioning alcoholic, yeah. you know, but yeah. they went to AA meetings. They like did all that and um, they don't have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie, but they're together. Wow. I'm just so proud and of they, them. And they love Elliot, Aww, my little boy. Yeah, They do, I bet. So what are their signs, your parents? You know, I don't know. My mom's birthday is uh, Christmas Day. Oh, so she's a Capricorn. That's Capricorn. where you come from probably. And my dad... 
June, no, June 11th. So he's a Gemini. Whew, that's a, t- that's a fun match. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't even know anything about that, but yeah. How many siblings do you have? I have two. Oh, and you're younger. close to them? Um, I'm closer to like the one that's uh, two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ha- I also have one that's seven years younger and we're not as close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a huge age yeah. gap yeah. and he's been through a lot. You know, like he literally grew up with an alcoholic mom. Like yeah, yeah. while we experienced like the good times in the beginning, he didn't. Yeah. He was just like grew up like watching my mom sleep all day and yeah. not like he had to take care of himself. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I tried, but he he wouldn't let me. And so did you say you came back? Had you gone away to school? No, I went to live with my aunt for mm-hmm. a little bit. Oh, good. I'm glad. Because I needed able. to remove myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's really special that you had that I know. place too, the safe yeah. space to go. Yeah. Thank you for being so vulnerable and honest. Oh my gosh, of course. So many people I know tune in and, you know, I don't think people talk about this stuff enough and pff, I have stories that could just, I mean. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, reality. I it feel is. like people need to start sharing more of that stuff and making it normal rather than just like hiding behind this like face we're we're always smiling we're always saying we're okay but like it's okay to share also those dark times or those hard times because they truly make us who we are now oh, yeah and we're able to inspire others or like have hope yeah i feel like everyone wants that is Absolutely. is hope hope yeah because and it's expanding for people right that it's possible i feel like that manifests and oh, it, yeah. like it comes back to you and it's like oh wow that's yeah i i truly believe that and how has your, how have you taken care of yourself or how has your recovery process been since that? Oh man, I, I feel like lots of mental health activities yeah. <laughs> um, and exercises, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because um, it was very difficult, especially like me being in high school and growing up as a young woman and needing that woman figure in her life I I didn't really have that so I kind of had to like hang out with my girlfriends but we were all the same age so how can you learn from someone that's like your own age Mm -hmm, completely and then I had my aunt the one that I lived with for a little bit who's awesome but Mm. she was just very like close-minded with a lot of things Mm. and was kind of almost treating me like her like her daughter Mm -hmm. which is great but I just wanted someone to be there that like gave me advice, but also supported me and, you know, wanted me to do great things Mm -hmm. and push me and all of those things. And I get that she wasn't my mom, but she definitely helped a lot. Um, She definitely kickstarted my healthy eating and good habits. And yeah. So she was your first expander in what you do today. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Tell us about that journey, how you came to do what you're doing now. Well, at First, it was this kind of journey that I took that I just, I wanted to lose weight because, you know, graduating high school, being 18, and then not eating well, going to McDonald's mm-hmm. and, you know, all those fast food places, that that was all I would buy. Mm-hmm. Um, it catches up to you. Oh, yeah, it does. Especially yeah. after high school. It's like, Ooh, whoa, yeah. I'm not in sports. Yeah. Like, I'm just sitting on a desk or, you know, behind something and like right computer and you're not doing much Mm -hmm. so I just felt like I don't look or feel good and I just want to change that Mm -hmm. and um I started eating healthier and you know doing everything that my aunt was doing she 
takes very good care of herself. And um, I took it to another level and Mm -hmm. became very obsessive. Mm -hmm. And it became like this disordered eating pattern that I was like continuing to go down. Mm -hmm. And it was just awful. Mm -hmm. But I learned and I was able to get out of it. Thank God. Right before I got married. Oh, good. Um, Yeah. I think all of us have been down that road who have gotten into health in one way or another. It just turns into, it's called uh, orthorexia. Well, yeah, because like you're trying new trends. You're trying to be like this person that looks so beautiful on Instagram or her blog or whatever. And those things aren't working for you and they're making you insane. And there's like we were saying earlier, there's just so much information out there. Nobody's listening to their bodies fully. And everyone's an expert. Everyone knows exactly what everything, everyone needs to do. And it's not like that. Mm -hmm. And nothing fits. One fits all. Nothing. No. So I just think it was very important to just find myself. And I'm glad I went through that experience Mm -hmm. because now I know that like, no, I'm not going to go through detoxes or cleanses or the celery juice trend or like keto, like nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do whatever feels good and I'm going to eat what I want when I want because that's just kind of how I work. And it's been doing me very, very well. So you're intuitive living. That's it. Yeah. Really listening to yourself. With all aspects of my life. I feel like moderation is key and also not being so crazy about everything, you know? Yeah. Tell us how you manifested AJ. You know, that is a hard question because I, I wasn't looking for him. Well, this is great because we have so many people. You can be a relationship expander because you're super happy. You guys are really happy with your family unit. So however it looked is perfect. Well, thank you. I I feel like when we first met, I wasn't always attracted to him, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't because I wasn't looking, you know, I was just kind of like living my life. And um, when I saw him like I kept seeing him over and over again and then I started thinking like oh this guy's really cute oh my gosh this guy's very cute wow he's super handsome and he has a great personality like you know that I, I think that drew me in more than just looks oh yeah and I started saying hi I was the one that always initiated conversations and I'd go up to him and say hey and you know little things like that and um it was just really special how our relationship started because we, I mean, we still are like best friends, mm-hmm. but we were just close friends. Our, our first hangout, we told each other our lives and we listened to tons of music. Music was really something that brought us together because we listened to the same stuff. Mm. Um, at the time, we were listening to like lots of Radiohead, wow. and The National. I and, love it. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> Elbow. I don't know if you know no. who Elbow is. No. But it was just so awesome. I felt like I found that partner, mm-hmm. you know, and very, very quickly, I knew he was one. You did. Tell oh, us yeah. about that. Cause a lot of people still are confused and question it. You know, I knew, and I don't know how to explain the feeling. I just, I feel like every time I was with him, I felt secure, comfortable, felt like I could say anything without being embarrassed, without feeling the need to sound like someone else. Um, that's kind of how I was able to heal as well as far as like my trust issues, my disordered eating and all of the things that would bring me down. I felt like I wanted to do better for 
us as uh, a whole. That's amazing. Not just for him, but for us, mm-hmm. you know? And he was very, very much into like work on yourself, you know? Always work on yourself. Do what makes you happy. And just very supportive in that sense. And I had never, I had never met anyone like that. Mm-hmm. And we both work on ourselves individually so that way we can be the best as partners and also for Elliot our little boy you know because you have to have that what's the word I want to use the foundation the foundation yeah you really do you really do and it starts with us yeah it really as individuals I mean there's nothing I could agree with more is the autonomy individually and the completion and working on the wholeness in order to come together to become a whole unit that's so important to say and thank you for sharing that yeah yeah, because that's what truly made our relationship the way it is. And it still does. For you, what was your biggest rock bottom you've been through so far? Like that crying on the floor, the world is over, the worst thing. My rock bottom, I mean, I can think of a few moments where I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, the first one was when I was in my first relationship with my ex in high school, started dating him very young. I'm going to say I was 13 going on to 14 till I was 21. And we used to have like physical fights. Mm -hmm. We both hit. We both said mean things. Um, He definitely started the name calling and the, you know, just. Right, right. And then I followed along. I mean, that was when my mom was also like just at her worst. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know who to talk to or anything. I didn't know how relationships were supposed to work because my mom and dad were never together. He was always working. She was at home drinking. So I I just didn't know what a real relationship looked like. And I know it looks different on everyone, but Mm -hmm. man, it was just, (laughs) what, you know, what is it? Yeah. Um, So it was just, that was very difficult. And I remember just thinking, like, punching my wall at home, just thinking, what am I doing with this idiot, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And one day I just, I I had to call it quits because he kept blaming me for cheating and all that stuff. And then later I find out that he did it so many times. Mm -hmm. And I was so blind, but I had to get out of that. I I grew up and just said no. Yeah. Hung up the phone, never talked to him again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And how long after that did uh, you start to get into this relationship? Or did this relationship just start to percolate around you? No. Um, so we broke up when I was 21. Mm-hmm. And then I I started seeing AJ when I was 23. Seeing him as in like, I would see him cross around paths. town. Right, yeah. cross paths. We, not, we didn't talk or anything. And then I was gonna be 24 I believe and that's when we started like talking wow yeah so it was like a while yeah Um, and during that time I imagine you were just finding yourself yeah yeah I did date one guy but it wasn't serious Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like for fun um but yeah it was yeah finding myself and figuring out what I really wanted Mm -hmm. and I knew exactly what I wanted when AJ came around. You did. Because he it was so him. clear, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was like, wow, I didn't know this existed. Because oh. I, I never thought of myself as this person that would like, oh, I want to get married and have babies. I never 
like thought that I was never that girly girl, Mm -hmm. you know, that was like, oh, I just thought, yeah, I'll probably meet someone. I know I want kids. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted kids, but I never said I'm going to get married and, you know, be in love with my husband Mm because I didn't know what that looked like. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I had no idea. Had you ever seen modeling, any relationship modeling that kind of reflects back to you now what you have or on TV or just around? Just TV. TV, yeah. Yeah. Because my family, like Mexicans aren't as like, I mean, my mom is very loving, Mm -hmm. but relationships, it's just very much like the women stay home and do everything around the house and cook and clean, hang out with the babies while the men go out to work. But I never saw them together. What do you think your mom's dream would have been when she was young? I don't know. Wow. She's always been that kind of nurture type of person where she just wants to do everything for everyone. Mm. She still has that heart. Wow. And it's it's amazing how much she gives, how much she wants to do. Not yeah. for herself, but she will literally die doing other things for other people and wow. not herself. Yeah. Do you feel that you're able to really put your oxygen mask on first and help yourself first and that gives you energy to really show up for everybody else? Yes. But to a certain extent, I do think that I, I'm i in that sense of like, I want to help others. But again, I need to make sure that I'm mentally stable. Yeah. Because for me, I now, I know that your mind is just the most powerful thing. Yes. So you have to make sure that you're strong enough to like know where you're at, grounded. Yeah, before you go and help others because then… You know, it could be very bad for both parties. Absolutely. That's such an important thing to touch on. Thank you for that. And tell us too, when you were younger, I'm so curious, what were your dreams or when you thought, when I'm older, I'll be doing X, Y, and Z. What were some of those? (laughs) So when I was younger, I always said I wanted to be a teacher. Really? For young kids. Really? Yeah. I wanted to be a teacher for preschool kids or like even pre-K. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to do that because I've always loved kids. Mm. I just, I find them being so fascinated by everything and just wanting to learn everything. And I think teachers at that young of, of an age can make such an impact on their lives. They really can really shape them. And seeing how my house was and my little brother, like, you know, you want to make sure that you want to set them up for success. Mm -hmm. And if they're not getting that at home, at least they go to school and someone can love on them. Mm -hmm. Someone can teach them things and apply them to their future. And I wanted to be that person for the little kids that just didn't have that at home. Yeah. Or that did. And I can just, you know, provide other things that... Support, just extra. Right, right. So I always wanted to do that. Amazing. And so tell us how you got into doing what you do now. I mean, it's just because I think so many people around the world are so (laughs) fascinated by how um, people become, you know, influencers. And I mean, you do so much more than that, too, than just influence. I mean, you really are, I think, a really special spirit out there. One of the few that I've followed now for a long time. And I just love what you're up to. How did you how did that kind of all unravel? Honestly, it just happened. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what an influencer was. I don't think anyone knew what influencers were when I first started. Uh, I definitely didn't know what a blog was when I started. Mm -hmm. I just, I wanted to help others and I wanted to 
kind of put myself out there for people to have a sense of like, you know, to see that there is such thing as being healthy, but also going out with your family and friends and enjoying food that doesn't have to be like 100% organic, blah, 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 like pesticide-free, this, that. You know, there's so many labels out there. And also there weren't any Instagram accounts that were about just overall everything. Mm -hmm. It was just like paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you know, so many other accounts. And I just wanted something that can give me like a little bit of everything, Mm -hmm. just real food. Yeah. And I think I was the first real food influencer out there that just wanted to teach people that they can cook everything if they use real ingredients Mm -hmm. and not, you know, um, box things or canned things and just things that made you feel good Mm -hmm. and things that like you were craving, but, you know, still were easily digestible and all that stuff. And um, I kind of just fell into it. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, it kind of got traction. And I was like, whoa, I don't know what this is. I don't know why these people are following me. I still (laughs) am shocked people have been following me for, for this long, but I I just feel so grateful that I'm able to have a voice and a platform. Mm -hmm. And I owe it to everyone who gives me that support. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And for you too, what would you say has made it the most successful so far? Because that's something, and I don't mean like being an influencer in general, just having the career that you want to have, like naming your time and how it looks and following your life. What do you think the, the key things have made it successful? Would you say authenticity? Um. Authenticity, I feel like, is used so often by people that aren't authentic. <laughs> I'm like, it is so true. Wow, it's so you're true. authentic. That's yeah. disheartening, yeah. you know. Um, so I have to say, just sticking to why I first started in the first place, sticking to myself and my why on Instagram. Yeah, because no is one your has why? no one has my voice. My why is. I want to be able to teach people that it's it's all in your mind. Yeah. Like your mind is power. You can do all things, you know, if you don't keep saying, no, I can't. Because yeah. I was always that person. Mm-hmm. No, I can't do that. No, no way. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart right. enough. Right, I'm not good enough. How. Right, yeah. I was always that person, especially growing up Mexican. Yeah. Oh, you tell know? us about that for our whole, we have so many amazing Latina and Latinos who are listening. Tell us about overcoming any of that for you. Because when I used to take clients, that was huge. That was the first thing we addressed is like, yeah. get rid of any shadow or any, you know, cultural stuff that's holding you back because you're worth it. Yeah, I just felt like I was never good enough. I wasn't that white girl that had like the perfect body that, you know, every time I would think of well-being and wellness and holistic, you know, you had to be white. Mm -hmm. And I was Mexican. Mm -hmm. Like, what was I doing, Mm -hmm. you know, starting this Instagram? Um, What was I doing going into core power to get my certi- my yoga certification. I know core power is kind of weird. Every time I say, I got my yoga certification, they're like, where did you get it? And really? I'm like, core power. They're like, oh, you did not. I don't even know you what that is. You did not just say that. Yeah, tell, tell us why. It's, it's just so, it's not traditional yoga. Awesome. It's like more like umph, umph, umph of yoga. <laughs> That's you. It's like rap. Like the rap version <laughs> it, of exactly. yoga. Exactly. So I'm yeah. okay. Good. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. But just overcoming that like, sense of it was almost like a like a wall that Mm -hmm. I would hit where I was like but I'm Mexican Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I can't do those things. And how, how, what was the breaking point where you're like, no, I'm authentic and amazing and worth it no matter what? I, I mean, I just got self-confidence, you know, it was, again, it's all in my mind. Yeah. Like I had a, if I continue to tell myself, well, I'm not white, I'm not good enough. I don't have this. I don't have that. Then I'm going to, I'm going to be stuck right there because I'm putting myself there. Absolutely. And if I get myself out of that and start thinking better and putting, you know, good energy out, I will come out of that and I'll succeed because I am, I am so worth it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We all have a voice. We just don't speak. That's so true. Or we don't think we're allowed to speak or we're capable enough or smart enough or pretty enough, whatever our enough is. So I'm so happy you shared that. Thank you. I also married a white guy that like continues to like say, well, no, you, you, you should be proud of your roots. Oh my God. Yeah. Like in my mind, we're sitting here talking and I'm like, when she was in Mexico, what were they eating? What was the medicine? What were the herbs? Honestly, oh, so many herbs. No, isn't like, it so cool? Yeah. Um, your heritage is so rich with yeah. just incredible med. Tell us about like your grandmother. For instance, when you got pregnant, what were some of, did they get on you the ritual about like the 40 days and what to eat or any of no, that? No, they didn't. But what they what they were weirded out about, I mean, because most of my family migrated here yeah. and then all of my cousins were born here. So, so it's like yeah. we're first generation. It's all leaving. Um, yeah. Oh. Well, not not necessarily, but like a lot of a lot of my family was like, why don't you have a hospital birth yeah. instead of a home birth? And then my grandma would say, well, no, I had a home births for all of my babies. Yeah. Why isn't she allowed? Because she's in the United States and yeah. everyone goes to a hospital, you know? And in that sense, like, I feel like I'm doing something right, especially yes. in her eyes. Yes. But just little things like that. I like, I cook lots of Mexican food, like me wholesome Mexican <sighs> food, you know? And uh. my little boy loves rice and beans. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm coming over. Okay, so my grandma, <laughs> she had really bad diabetes, but she lived to 96. Wow, incredible. And she came to the States too, or she stayed in Mexico? No, she stayed in Guadalajara. Uh. But she always made espinacas which is spinach rice beans and you know like a little vegetable medley and she would eat that every day wow she mono ate oh yeah wow and she lived that and she lived that long and she would always go to the farmer's markets and like walk to the markets and I feel like that's why she lived so long yeah absolutely um she took very good care of herself and those markets are the coolest markets they really are they're really fun wow of course I ate candy every time I would go oh yeah (laughs) but it's amazing like and I'm generalizing because I've only been to the ones in Mexico and then also in Colombia but it's so incredible the herbs selection that's just the dried so herbs many. that are sitting there waiting yeah. I mean, and most of I think it's 80% still of the population primarily uses herbs for medicine yeah. and especially down in South America and Central America oh absolutely that you, that grandma definitely used herbs as medicine my other grandma not so much no no she she has a lot of health issues and yeah she takes lots of medication what was one fun really uh, ancient little thing that your grandmother used to do Tea, what kind? She would whip us up like random teas at night. Wow. I don't remember what they were, but they definitely tasted like this. Really? Yeah. So okay. we're at the moment we're drinking some lavender and chamomile. Yeah, I think I forget what else is in there. There's like yeah, I can't remember what's in that blend, but how yeah, she special. would make us teas. And that's how I knew about teas. Yeah. But like we had actual herbs in there. Yeah. The real steeping. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And tell us about um 
getting pregnant? Was it planned, unplanned? First time or second time? Either. <laughs> um, both were unplanned. Okay. I mean, the second time I feel like we were we were definitely wanting another one. Yeah. But it just hadn't happened and we didn't expect it to happen that quickly mm-hmm. because this time around I got my period once. Wow. Once. And three years? It, I, yeah, it was almost four years wow. because um But I, you were still breastfeeding. I was yeah, yeah. That's that's part of the reasons why my hormones were still out of whack. Yeah. And I couldn't hold on to so, like weight. Yeah. You know, I was very light for my, you know, my usual self. Yeah. And um I did lots of acupuncture treatments. I really feel like that helped. Really? Oh, a hundred percent. Amazing. And stress, you know, like the whole stress stuff, like you just have to calm your mind. Totally. Um, Stress and hormones are a huge one for me. I bet. Do you notice yours go out of whack right away when things are bothering you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to be very mindful of my mind and where it goes during certain situations because yeah, it totally messes my gut up. Oh, I bet. What are some of your practices? when things are out of balance for you mentally. I, I honestly take CBD Perfect. every day. Amazing. Um, it's helped with my nausea, actually. First with pregnancy, trimester. huge, right? Yeah, yeah, huge. I know people like haven't done so much any research or... Oh, people have been using it since the beginning of time. It's an herb. I know, I know. <laughs> but people herb. are like, oh my gosh, that's awful that you're doing that. Uh, yeah, yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. you know, and it's like, no, it's not. They're far worse oh things like, that you go to the hospital crack. for. Yeah. <laughs> no, or even like medication that people, know, you know, get on. It's, it's, I know. but we're yeah. not talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. that. We'll keep it here. Um, yeah. So I, I really do think that like CBD really does help calming your mind, breathing, take, taking mindful breaths, yeah. taking walks for me is my, my sort of med- meditation. Uh, being able to do practice yoga and really quiet my mind. I feel like quieting my mind helps so Everything. much. Talking about it too when, when I'm ready with AJ or with a friend, that really helps yeah. big time. And it seems like you're very physical as well. It seems like that's a meditation for you in itself yes. is working out. Yeah, I, I, I work out four to five days out of the week and I'm able to really get stuff out there. Mm-hmm. I don't really go for the physical aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, I feel like I'm far beyond that yeah. now. I, I f- it's definitely mental, especially with this trainer. He's a group trainer. So I go- It's the and, one that you're doing at that spot. Yeah. And so Max will catch that. And he's like, she's one of the few like women I've ever seen that can keep up with me Oh, that's so sweet. I'm watching that. I'm like, I'd be dead. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very that. difficult. But again, it's like, it's all mental. And the guy who yeah. teaches, like, he's been in the army for years and has trained, you know, so many people. So it's like, he talks about real life situations. Amazing. And he talks about training for life, not wow. just, oh, I want to get a six pack. Yeah, physical. Oh, I, I, summer's coming. Like, yeah. I'm going to do this. No, it's Beach like, body. it's like, no, it, if you were in a situation and your legs, you know, were paralyzed, how would you get out of that car? Wow. Like, do you, do you start using your hands? Do you get out of the car? Do you stay in? Like, what do you do? Like, he literally wow. will talk it's like about survival. Oh, yeah. Super survival. That's and he'll, incredible. He'll also talk about like moments in the army and how he was able to get out of certain like life or death situations. And he applies that to his classes. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah. This is like this is something I need every day because it puts amazing. things into perspective. 
And then you go about your day thinking about like, wow, my life is so easy. Yeah. Because there's people out there fighting for their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that I'm grateful. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so. beautiful. I want to pivot to, I love the way that you guys parent and I think it's really special. Can you talk a little bit about sort of tips you guys might have or tools that you guys implement together to be able to consciously parent? So again, we make sure we are always individually good. Yeah. So we can be that foundation that Elliot needs mm-hmm. and and be good parents to him. Whenever we have an argument, whenever we, you know, are happy or any type of emotion, we show him these emotions. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, we gladly explain to him how, what, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now that he's able to understand and we, you know, have little arguments here and there, it's like, hey, mom and dad are not happy right now, but we're working on things. I love that. So you communicate to him. We communicate yeah. and we tell him like, this is reality. I don't ever want him to grow up in a home where it's like, oh, he's perfect. Right. Because when he goes out in the real world, he's going to be like, what the hell is this? Like, what is this? You know, I want him to know that there's lots of emotions that you go through to be human. Yeah. You know, not just like, we're always happy. I love that. So um, he, when I cry, I, I mean, you know, especially during this pregnancy, I've cried a lot. Yeah. And again, he's now able to understand. So in the beginning of my pregnancy, he would ask me, Mama, why are you sad? And I would tell him. I would hide in the beginning because I didn't want him to see me cry. Mm -hmm. But then I told him, you know what, Elliot? Mom's growing your baby brother. Mm -hmm. And with that comes so many emotions. And you might not understand right now. And that's okay. But I know you can hear me and you're looking at me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to explain. I love that you guys speak to them like that. Yeah. It's so important to speak to them like they're grown-ups. Absolutely. Because even if they don't like... Oh, why are you speaking to him like that? He's just not going to get it. No, he he's might. absorbing everything. Right, right. Yeah. And I want him to be able to grow up and be able to do that and apply that to his future. So I just tell him like, mom just doesn't feel good and I feel sad. But in a minute, I'll feel better and we'll go outside and we'll mm-hmm. go play and it's going to be fine. I or that. I'm going to lay down. Yeah. For 10 minutes. Will you lay with me? And then we'll read a book or like do something. But I always want him to be prepared for everything and every, you know, any little thing. It's like the trainer. You've got him taken care of you. It's amazing. We also make sure that we discipline him, you know, and we tell him yes or no to certain things and that he understands why. We don't just say, no, don't do that. Because I said so, yeah. Right. It's like, no, Elliot, you're going to fall and it's going to hurt really bad. Mm. Okay, you want to do it? Go right ahead. Yeah. As soon as he hurts himself, I'm like, are you okay? See, this is why we don't do the things. That's amazing. You know, we give him options too Mm -hmm. and we let him live his best life. I know we figured out earlier before this conversation that he's a generator. And so I was explaining, you know, let him do what lights him up if it doesn't. And they were like, oh, that's exactly what we do. And that's how he is. And he really, it sounds like he's already really communicating his authentic self to you guys. Oh, absolutely. And we were parenting him like like a normal child. I, I know that sounds crazy to say out loud, but man, I feel like in this day and age, and no disrespect to any parent, I, I understand that it can get difficult. I don't know how it's going to be with baby number yeah. two, but I don't ever give him my phone. We yeah. don't ever give him our phones. We don't 
give him an iPad unless we're traveling yeah. and we're on an airplane and he's losing it. That's mm-hmm. like our last resort. Yeah. Um, he gets screen time one time out of the day and that's nighttime, like dinner time. We watch a movie all together yeah. and we're there in the living room hanging out and that's it. He's, what are some of your like in the bag go-tos before the the screens where you're like, we'll try this, we'll try that, we'll, you know, go here. Coloring, parks, meeting up with other kids, going outside and looking for snakes, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> in Orange they're County. worms. But he loves like <laughs> saying that they're snakes. Cute. Um Going out for a walk okay. usually helps because yeah. we put music on and we walk around or scooter. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I let him be a boy. Yeah. I let him go outside and play and look at nature. And I think it's important to get outside and get fresh air Amazing. all the time. I, I love him spending time with other kids and playing and, you know, doing that sort of stuff because that's how I grew up. Yeah, totally. And I don't want him to be inside. I don't want him to like... You know, be on an iPad doing things that I feel like playtime is very, very important developmentally and just physically in all aspects of his life. I want him to, to be able to do that and have that. So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest, unblocked inner child and unblocked shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have and exclusive workshops not available anywhere else, such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the Pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. You can use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, to receive $20 off your first a la carte workshop purchase or $20 off your first month of the pathway. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. Okay, now back to the episode. What has been your biggest, and we might have touched on it earlier, but shadow aspect. So the thing about you that you're like, oh, I'm so insecure. If anybody finds that out about me, I feel so less than or unloving or or, um, unworthy. What's been that that you've kind of had to wrestle with and overcome? A hard question. Because I don't know. I feel like I've been open about all things. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I get insecure, you know, mm-hmm. from time to time. I feel like right now that I'm pregnant, there's been way more times where I'm just like, I don't want to do stories. Yeah. I don't look my best. No, I've been gaining lots of weight lately. Like, I'm just, I don't feel like wearing this or that mm-hmm. or taking photos of myself. But 
I'm always very vocal about it. Mm-hmm. And the more vocal I am, the less it bothers me. Yeah, you're outing it. That's right. sort of what we talk about in shadow work is like the more you own it, then it right. can't hide anywhere. And also I feel so lucky and blessed to be able to carry another baby mm-hmm. that I'm like, I don't care if my body's changing. I'm giving it the nutrients it needs. Yeah. I'm taking care of it. It's a home to this little baby. Mm-hmm. I don't care what I look like. Yeah, that's I, beautiful. I'm, I'm a mom. Like my body is for my babies mm-hmm. and I own it. So Amazing. it's like, but again, I still have those times where I'm just like, oh, like, I started getting cellulite in the back of my legs, Mm -hmm. which I haven't had in so long, Mm -hmm. but like, it's all new to me again. And it's, it's like, it's easy to feel discouraged or to feel like, oh, that's not like, I don't like that, but it's so normal. Women's bodies are supposed to have fat, Mm -hmm. you know, we're women. Mm -hmm. Our bodies aren't meant to look good in a bikini. They're meant to be homes to babies and get pregnant. That's what gives hormones. Exactly. You need the fat to fill the hormones. Exactly. When I was like, you know, when I had just given birth to Elliot, I lost so much weight because I was breastfeeding like crazy. Mm -hmm. I did not have not an ounce of fat and I kept losing weight. I was eating. You can only imagine. Yeah. 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 I mean, thousands and thousands of calories. Yeah. Yeah. And still couldn't hold on to weight. Again, three years later, still breastfeeding. And I couldn't get my period back, couldn't get pregnant because I wasn't like having a period. I was still ovulating, but it was very difficult to track any of that. And finally, when I was able to gain more fat, I was like, awesome. Got Mm -hmm. my period. Yeah. Feel like a woman. Yeah. And now I'm pregnant. Yeah. Like how beautiful is that? It's amazing. It's so amazing. I feel like those little imperfections are literal like that's me looking at myself like in a more beautiful way mm-hmm. than, yeah. you know, Not always being the, ripped and like cut up. and The lens of society. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And career-wise, what are you manifesting now? Oh, man. I'm manifesting so much. I really am. I, I've been coasting. I've been like, oh, yeah, Shut the Kill Up is cool. And it's a little side hustle. You know, it's... I I really pour out a lot of me. Mm-hmm. And um, even though it is a business, I st- I'm still like, well, no, it's it's me. Mm-hmm. And I don't bullshit people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 real, it's honest and sponsored or not, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's who shut the kale up is it's me. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm so proud of it. But I feel like this year I'm I'm wanting to own it mm-hmm. and wanting That's to say watch what happens when that Yeah, it's going to really, really blow up more. Like a little bit of last year, I started figuring out like I am a businesswoman. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur, 100%. Even though, you know, I don't feel it sometimes. Like I need to own it because it it, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. And I want to revamp my blog. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to host events. I want to do bigger and better things because I feel like, I'm hungry for oh, that. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and it, it, pff, own it and watch. Like it's just yeah. gonna go bananas. I yeah. love that you're you're doing that. Thank that you're consciously you. going to do that. I feel like that's the only part of confidence I needed. Mm-hmm. Like shut the kale up. Like I, I I love it so much, and it's 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 me. But I I, I didn't feel confident yeah. because it was. 
Like, no, it's it's just social media. Totally. You know, but Ugh. man, I it's a platform and I'm so proud of what I've done. And it's a brand. You, I mean, you right. are going to transform it into a major brand, I'm sure. Right. So that's so, beautiful. And for anybody listening, I think you guys can really relate. You, you know, we all have that. I just call it shadow. It's like, I used to have people come to me, you know, who are wanting to manifest like a bigger following or a bigger career or make more money. And I'm like, well, where are you hiding? <laughs> and yeah. that's sort of essentially it. You're like, exactly. oh, this isn't even real or you know whatever we tell ourselves and it's kind of what you struggled with earlier like really coming to terms with no I'm I'm this woman who's worth it and now same avalanche is gonna happen totally amazing so I'm, I'm only praying that you know I continue to keep my mind right and amazing yeah I love that And so for any entrepreneur out there that is sitting there and maybe stuck or wanting to start something, they have a great idea, what would be your biggest key expanding things you would say to them? I would say follow your passion. It's very normal to say like, yeah, just follow your passion. But it's the truth. If you're passionate about something, you're always going to be excited about that thing and you won't lose light. I think if you're doing it for others or just for fame or just for money, you're never going to be happy completely, like content. Ever. You know, like happy, it's a feeling, right? But you won't ever feel that joy, like that deep joy where it's like, wow, I'm continually feeling inspired. I continually want to do this or that and want to expand whatever I'm doing. I think that's number one for me because I was always happy, quote unquote, doing random things, working for other people. But I never felt that sense of like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And, and I think following my passion was able to, to steer me in that direction. Like, this is, this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. That, I mean, you couldn't have said it more perfectly. Anybody listening, I could not echo that more it really I used to tell my brother one time I think he's 21 now and he I think I've said this too on another podcast episode but he was like with the blog and stuff and seeing you know I was doing something that made me happy and I could do what I want and I was free and he was like Lace I think I'm going to start a blog what should it be about and I was like Kellen, if you, if nickels are your thing, like you are the biggest (laughs) nickel collector, start a blog on that because A, you'll never, you know, lose momentum and passion, but you're going to find a million other people out there that are into nickels. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. What is the worst job you ever had to work that was just, we all have our like worst one. Retail, for sure. (laughs) I mean, it just, I worked for Barney's for Almost eight years. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're such a Virgo. I am. You're so loyal and stuck to it. Wow. I I, I, sh- I would have been if it didn't close down. Wow. Yeah, I would have still been doing that. That's incredible. If it didn't close. We never expected it to close, but like they shifted and like branding and all this other stuff that like, they were like, this just doesn't make sense anymore. We're going to have to close your location down. Wow. And um, I could have easily gone back to working in LA because I worked I worked at the Grove oh, wow. for two years. Wow. Yeah. And came back to Orange County and worked at that store as an assistant store manager. And then they closed down and I mean, I was just like, all right, I'm gonna do yoga. I'm gonna go get That's when you certified. Got your certification. Yeah. Okay. And- I had already been getting like going through the training, yeah. but I got extensive training after that because they gave you a severance check and like 
you know, great months That's of payment. Thank you, universe. Wow. Absolutely. It was almost like it was almost like this is you need go. to go. You need to go. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like four months before I was going to get married. So it was just like, it literally couldn't have been better timing. And had you have been having the, or here's a better question. What was preventing you from leaving? What fears when you knew the money? money Yeah. I I worked since I was 15 years old, um, always paying for my own things. Um, But while working in Barney's, I got into loads of debt. You did. I did. Do you mind talking about that to expand the person out there of how to get out of it? So I got into lots of debt. I've never shared this before, but even my car got repoed. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because there's going to be a lot of people here that are listening and now they're feeling a lot less shame that they've gone through that. I've been through that. They took my car away. I was first, I was just starting to date AJ, like on a serious level. And you were like, I've got to tell you something. <laughs> I literally was crying yeah. outside of a Whole Foods store. <laughs> How ironic. I know. No. <laughs> and I remember just looking at him and because I had told him, oh, my car is at a shop. I got into an accident. Yeah. You were so ashamed. I was so ashamed. Yeah. But I was in so much debt and I was just like paying for clothes and shoes and trying to look like this girl that would shop at Barney's, but I was working there. Yeah. Like shame on me. No, thank you for sharing that. A lot of people do that. They feel like they have to keep up with something. Yes. Because again, like I wasn't happy with myself. So I had to dress a certain way for people to like me and have this wardrobe that didn't mean shit. Totally. And now like all you did was you're just having to pay for it for a long time. Right. Right. And so after they re-put in my car and I had to like confess to AJ, I was like, I understand if you don't want to date me anymore. I know this is awful. Like my credit is ruined. Like I'm, I add no value to our relationship. Like that's how I felt. Yeah. He was like, no, we're going to figure it out. Like, you're fine. Like, this happens to people and it's okay. We're going to work through it. I mean, he made me work through it because (laughs) he was like, we need, we both need to pay off our debt. He didn't have a whole lot of debt. His family is very, if you don't have the cash for it, you you can't afford it. So he was always brought up to think that way. I wasn't. I was always like living like, there was no tomorrow yeah. and we didn't have any responsibilities because no one taught us those things. Not blaming my parents for yeah. that, but just like that's a, that was our upbringing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any consequences, right? Yeah. Other than 1-800 calls. Yeah. And so I had to pay off all of my debt wow. before we got married. Oh, I'm so proud of you and guys I for did. setting that standard. Yeah. And how did you go about doing it? What were your key? Just worked hard. and <laughs> I mean, all that severance money wow. went to my credit cards wow. and bills and this and that. And I mean, I didn't have a whole lot, but yeah. I did have thousands of dollars. Yeah, And so paid it off. And then his parents, they've, they're very, very giving and mm. like, you know, like just always wanting to help others. So they gave me their oldest car. Wow. And it was like a 1991 or 92 little Toyota Echo. Great. That literally like every time it would be a windy day, I would literally feel like I was in a tin car. (laughs) But but that was my car, you know, and I couldn't have been more grateful. I didn't have to pay for anything like, you know, other than my debt and like, he just he was just like here start over what a and do it right yeah and I I felt like wow like 
my parents couldn't help. Like no yeah. one's ever helped me, yeah. but myself. And I got myself into this hole and, you know, you guys gave me an opportunity and I felt so like, I never take anything for granted. Yeah, That's um, beautiful. It was really, really awesome. And so we paid our debt. We got our little apartment, got married. Um, we still, to this day, don't believe in credit. I mean, we have a credit card mm-hmm. and we use it for little things here and there. But like, if we don't have the cash for anything, we're not buying it. I love we that. We can't afford it. That's I what I hope we say. everyone's listening. Man, I did the same thing. I didn't get too, too bad into it, but there was a point where I really needed it. And it was, in fact when I left my last job, which was super toxic and then started the blog, that's what I, the whole year I took that job to work off, to pay off. And I think it was only $4,000 of debt, but when you're poor, like that's a lot of That's a lot of money. money. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was about six, 7,000. And I used to have a friend who had 20 grand at the time. And I was like, I wouldn't be able to get out of bed in the morning if I had $20,000 of debt. I was sick to my stomach, even with that like that being in debt, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's hard to pay anything off, especially again, when you're poor. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. So anybody listening, you can expand out of it. You can definitely get out of it. And yeah. that was the biggest takeaway because I used to be into all of the manifestation, you know, which I like to demystify now where it's like buy the thing in order to feel richer and right. you know, all of that stuff that really just gets you into debt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't work. Exactly. So that's really special. Yeah. And then how did you make that and to really expand people that pivot from when you were teaching yoga to being able to fully just survive and to shut the kel up and really be present with your family? It honestly took a while. Um, so I did teacher training for um, a, a few months and then I got certified um, 200 hour yoga and then my sculpt and I did a few extensions. So I probably have like a 400 hour certification and I started teaching right after. I was the only one they hired, which was really cool. And started teaching tons of classes, got pregnant four months after we got married. So that was very quick. That was a noopsie, but the best, the best kind of noopsie. And babies bring abundance. Oh gosh. They really do. Honestly, he's, he's taught us so much. And so a little after I gave birth to him, because I taught all the way up until 37 weeks. It must have made your birth a lot easier, stronger and easier that you did that the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. So after having him and breastfeeding exclusively, he did take bottles when I would go teach and stuff, but it just wasn't working for me. And Shut the Kale Up was starting to pay off. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to leave my teaching job, even though it wasn't paying that much. I mean, Teachers at Core Power don't don't really make much. I honestly did it for my students, but I left probably when Elliot was six months, mm-hmm. and just solely started doing Shut the Kill Up. AJ was touring a lot, so I had to stay home. Mm-hmm. I didn't have I don't have any help. Yeah, you know, it's just my mom and my mother in law that can help sometimes when they're free. Mm-hmm. But um, that's how I'm able to be a stay at home mom mm-hmm. and also run Shut the Kill Up. Amazing. Yeah, which I feel so blessed. And then that leads us into the next question that every mom sitting there thinking is how do you, what are tips of how to manage both? That's a hard one because I do a lot of my work after I put Elliot down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's times of the day where I do get on my phone and start 
you know, responding or doing some sort of work. And that's when I tell Elliot, hey, you got a color, baby. Or Mm -hmm. you have to, you know, play upstairs in your room for 30 minutes. I literally take such little time to work Mm -hmm. during the day. It's mostly again at night. And AJ does all of my back stuff. So like all of the emails, all of the contracts and, you know, the hard stuff. Yeah. I get to play yeah. basically and take the photos and write the captions. And for me, I feel like the content I always put out is very, you know, like in real time yeah. that it just comes so easily to me. Uh, sometimes I do need quiet time and that's when AJ comes in, takes him to a park. I write whatever I need to write or do whatever kind of work, but it's hard to juggle both mm-hmm. really because I'm very much like, I don't want my son to watch me on my phone all day. Yeah, And he's old enough to tell me, hey mom, get off your phone. Wow. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Wow. He literally grabs my phone and says, no work, mom. Wow. And he puts it like face, face down. down. He's so smart. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and that's when I'm just like, oh, that's my cue. Like, let's go to the park. And again, I'm very present. And I'm not that type of influencer person that's like on her phone all the time, needs to be on her phone all the time. I can easily log off and not even take a look at it mm. and be okay and yeah. be at peace. I don't have to post. I don't have to do this or that. You don't feel the pressure. Right. It's right. like I do what I can and that's what Shut the Kale Up is. So, And it really reflects that, that honesty. Thank you. Well, we're so grateful for you. The last thing that I like to have anybody do culturally is if you'll speak your native language to tell somebody out there who's sitting there hoping that they can do the same thing one day, just any words of advice or lifting them up and telling them they can do it. Yes, of course. Um, cualquier persona que está uh, escuchando, tú lo puedes hacer aunque pienses que no, que no eres buena o que no eres inteligente, tú lo puedes hacer si tú dices, sí, lo voy a hacer. Y vas y agarra lo que necesitas que agarrar y hazlo, porque nadie más te lo va a dar. Beautiful. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, We're so thank grateful. You. Thank you so much. And congratulations. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, we did. And in case you're not totally ready to join the pathway yet, I wanted to share a few of our free offerings that I'll often suggest to people as a little bit of a blueprint to get them started on their manifestation journey. The first place I like to direct people completely for free is the motivation. You can see it linked below or on our homepage as our testimony library. And it's categorized by different subjects, whether you're calling in career, money, love, wellness, and much more. When you're reading about a member's experience of what they manifested, you're actually seeing to believe and showing your subconscious that that very thing is possible for you. The second place I like to direct people is to the free clarity exercise, which is also linked below. In it, you get to try our own unique hypnosis process, learn about the science and some journaling prompts. And the best part about this, you'll get a tiny taste of what it's like to go into your hypnotic state, bring your subconscious forward and create new neural pathways while receiving clarity. And the third thing, if you haven't listened to it on this podcast yet, please go back to the episode titled 
Manifestation 101, where you'll learn the basics of neural manifestation to truly understand this process. So go ahead and check out those free resources, the motivation, the free clarity exercise, and the episode Manifestation 101, all linked below. And in an effort to make sure to have representation in this process series, go ahead and submit any process testimonials you have, especially to our LGBTQ plus community, our BIPOC, as well as the WISE, which is anyone in the community who is 45 and over. All right, we'll be back next week. <laughs>